0: Hey what's going on everybody this is Alisa and you're listening to my podcast Sweet Talk with Alisa. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you all had a great weekend and are enjoying the kickstart of a new week. So on today's episode it's going to be briefly discussing about what's been going on with me for the past week. So let's get started. All right, so let's talk about microblading. Last year, back in June of 2017, I got my eyebrows microbladed for the very first time. And I ended up browsing through Instagram about microblading. I looked up videos on YouTube on the whole process. And I ended up finding this person that works at a beauty salon. And she's supposedly a CEO of the salon. And... She does microblading, and I noticed she did a celebrity's microblading, a TV reality star. And I thought, okay, that's cool, so she must be legit. So I hit her up with a DM, I set up an appointment with her, and I remember the day I went for the appointment, I remember going to the salon, and they put numbing cream first on my eyebrows, Then I had to wait for like a good 30 minutes for the numbing cream to set. Then I had to go down to the room in the basement where the microblading room was done at. You know, I I laid down and, um, you know, they had like this like a kind of a spa bed type of thing. You know, I had to lay on my back and then this lady like looked at my eyebrows and she kind of looked at it and kind of outlined, you know, what needed to be done, you know, took little measurements or whatever, but she really didn't have a lot of legit equipment compared to when I got my eyebrows microbladed for the second time last week. But I'll talk about that in a second. So let's talk about what happened the very first time for me last year. So the numbing cream set in certain parts of my eyebrows where I didn't feel anything. But then the minute I started feeling the blade hitting my eyebrows, I I was tearing up. And then I noticed I was bleeding a lot. And I ended up having pus coming out of my eyebrows. And that was disgusting. So then the lady explains to me the aftercare after the microblading, blah, blah, blah. I go home. So then I had to get two touch-ups. So with the first touch-up and then the second touch-up, She was cutting deep into my skin. I noticed I was still bleeding a lot. There was still pus coming out of my eyebrows. And for the second touch-up, which was done back in December of last year, this lady was in a pissy mood. Somebody kept calling her cell phone, blowing her phone up, and she was telling the person she was not in a good mood. And her attitude and everything that day affected her work on my eyebrows. So when she finished, I got up looked in the mirror, and then she tells me I added arches on your brows. I looked at myself in the mirror like, what the fuck did she just do to me? Like, I never asked her for arches on my eyebrows, because naturally, one of my eyebrows has an arch and the other doesn't. But she had me looking like a damn Disney villain. So I gave her the money, left the salon, and went back home. You know, I was so pissed off that day. But last week, I got my second microblading job done by someone who I befriended on Instagram a couple months back, and I have mentioned her before on the podcast. Her name on Instagram is T, but her Instagram tag is at Lash and Brow Slayer. And she's done my lash lift twice this year already, and she's a professional. She's certified at doing what she does. You guys could check her on our Instagram and see all of her work. As far as the lash extensions, lash lifts, and the microblading. And um, I went to her for the microblading because I've seen her work on her Instagram page and it looks great to me. And since I've already had experience of getting my lash lift done with her twice before, I figured she'll do a great job with the microblading as well. And she did. So... With my appointment I had with her last week, um, my appointment was at 11am and I didn't leave the salon till like 2.30 in the afternoon. So it took a long time to do the microblading, but not only did she do the microblading, she also did ombre powder brows. So she did a combination of two things on my eyebrows because I did mention to her that I wanted my brows to look fuller and natural. So she hooked it up, you know, she cleaned my brows first. She took a stencil afterwards, traced out an outline over my natural brows and even over the old microblading brows. And um, she wanted to see if it's what I liked, according to how she sketched it out for me. And there was some adjustments that needed to be made. So it took her about 45 minutes to make the necessary adjustments before she started doing the microblading and the ombre powder. On my brows so overall it was worth it you know she made sure I was okay because like I said last year I was bleeding excessively because this idiot cut deep into my skin and T said that I wasn't bleeding as she could tell because I have healthy skin and I go back in June for my touch-up and um, once she was finished you know I looked in the mirror looked at my brows and I was happy you know I was really glad that looked better Than the first time I got my eyebrows microbladed. I know she missed this little spot on my eyebrow. But she says she'll fix it when I go back for my touch-up. So thank you, T, for fixing up my eyebrows. (laughs) Right now, my brows are still in the healing process. So they're already peeling. I've been using Aquaphor, you know, to make sure they're okay. And, you know, healing the way they're supposed to. And that's about it. So to give you a word of advice on microblading if you're planning to get it done for the first time first off don't go to anybody that's going to charge a cheaper price cuz usually cheaper prices meaning they're going to rip you off and do a messed up job take it from me i learned my lesson from getting it done the first time a year ago secondly do your research on the person or place where They're promoting or advertising microblading. You want to make sure that they're certified into doing these things. Read customer reviews. You want to make sure that this salon or this person in particular has many years experience of doing this. And hasn't had any issues with any customers as far as doing a poor job or you know what i mean things of that nature so make sure they're legit read the customer reviews ask questions if they have a phone number or they have a social media account reach out to them ask questions if it sounds like the response that they're giving you is not to your liking then don't even waste your time you know reaching out to them anymore continue looking for somewhere else to go to do your microblading also some salons that offer microblading they also offer consultations so you can go in for a consultation and it's usually free they shouldn't charge you for it because you're not getting any work done and you just go and get an opinion about the microblading for yourself and see what they can do for you possibly if it's up to your liking then you go ahead and make that appointment to get it done if it's something you're not really into because the vibe you're getting from the person or the place then just say thank you for your time and leave and continue looking for another place to go to or another person to get the microwave done. So when I return, I'm going to talk about other things that I've been up to within the past week. So stick around and I'll be right back. All right, so let's talk about music right now. So during the last week of April, I discovered a band on Instagram called Ludovico Technique. I started following the lead vocalist on Instagram. His name is Ben V. And I was scrolling through his page looking at like pictures of him and video clips of the band's latest music video for a song called Absence. Now this band, they're a goth band. If you watch their videos, they're always pretty much dressed dark. Ben... Wears contacts. You know, he has these like crazy eyes in the music videos, whether his eyes are like a very bright sky blue, I would say, or gray, or maybe all white. And you could just see the pupil in the center of his eyes, depending on which music video you're watching of the bands. But my impression of the band, I love their sound. And to describe the sound of their music, it's like a combination of electro and rock, from my opinion, from listening to their songs. And I watched the video for Absence, and it's funny because once I started following Ben, the same day he sent me a DM thanking me for following him and to check out the latest music video for a song called Absence. And he mentioned he directed the video, he did the cinematography and everything else for it, And then after watching the video, I told him I liked his look and everything. Um, In the song Absence, his voice sounds very deep and raspy. And then there's other songs I've heard, all thanks to YouTube, where his voice is really high pitched. So there's a couple of videos of the remixed versions of certain songs. And I listened to it. I even created a radio station on Pandora. Just for Ludovico Technique and creating that station, it linked to other bands with similar sounds like Ludovico Technique. You know, this band, they're pretty much known as an industrial band. And I believe this is probably my first time listening to industrial music. I mean, to me, it sounds a little bit like electro music. But either way, I like it if it's music that could bob my head to, that could make my body move and dance and have a good time. I love it. So, this is another band that I discovered this year of 2018 that I became a fan of. And looking forward to hearing more music by these guys. Um, And hearing Ben's voice and seeing his wild and crazy looks. (laughs) But let's get into talking about more music and... Something had happened last week that really got me sad. So, last week Friday, I finally received my very first Warndoll t-shirt that I had ordered back in April after my birthday. For those of you who don't know what Warndoll is, Warndoll is a company that designs t-shirts which was created by Devin Sola, also known as Ghost, from the band Motionless in White. You guys already know I'm a big fan of Motionless in White, and Ghost is one of my favorite members because of his creativity when it comes to his makeup, hair, and wardrobe. When the band goes on tour and with the music videos, Ghost has all these different looks, so he's very talented and... He's good at what he does. So he designs these t-shirts and sells them on the website for Warnall. So I looked on the website to see what shirts were available. And I ended up ordering the Lydia Dietz t-shirt. Lydia Dietz from Tim Burton's Beetlejuice. And I actually was looking up sizing information too. Because I didn't know if the shirts were a general sizing for unisex or if it's being sold in sizes as sizes for men and women separately or just one general sizing so i actually left a comment on ghost's post regarding the sale of the t-shirts and the same day he actually commented back on what i wrote so he told me the shirts were run like a band's t-shirt sizes and in my mind i'm like oh my god ghost actually responded back to me the First guy from Motionless in White to write back to me regarding a comment I left on their page. So I thought that was nice of him to do that. I really appreciated that. And I got this shirt last week. It was in the mailbox. As Soon as I got out the mailbox, I opened up the bag that it was in. And I took the t-shirt out. I felt it. I looked at it good. It felt so soft and comfy. I knew I was going to love to wear this shirt once I decided to wear it. I haven't worn it yet. And the guitar pick that was with the shirt was cool. So it's on my little bookshelf (laughs) with my other little trinkets that I have on my shelf with my son's artwork from school and other pictures I have. So it's looking good. But the sad news that I got the same day after receiving the shirt in the mail, Ghost ends up putting up a major announcement on his Instagram page. Announcing that he will be leaving Motionless and White. I couldn't believe this shit because I received the shirt in the mail like a little after one in the afternoon. And then with Ghost making his announcement on Instagram about departing Motionless and White. That was like later in the afternoon, like after five o'clock that I seen it on my instagram feed so i couldn't believe the shit i was like are you kidding me so then it got me thinking too like wait a minute motionless and white they're going on the warp tour this summer so will ghost be a part of the tour or not since he made this big announcement and i know with various artists whether they're solo artists or a part of a band and you've been working for so many years It gets to a point where you need a break. Things happen during the course of the person's career. You don't know about whether it's something good, something bad, something crazy, something minor. But it gets to a point where, you know, the person needs to take a break, reflect back on things that have happened or have not happened. And just be prepared for a better tomorrow to have plans for the future ahead you know, to do things that they want to do that they weren't able to do because of what happened in the past. You know what I'm saying? Whether schedules were conflicting them to do something that they really wanted to do or maybe something happened to them personally that no one else knows about but themselves. So I did leave a comment on Ghost's Instagram page regarding, you know, his announcement of leaving Motionless and White, Um, just wishing him well and everything. And I actually posted up pictures of the t-shirt I ordered from Warndall. And I tagged him and Warndall on it. And, you know, I ended up finding out, got a notification that Ghost liked the post. (laughs) And I think he liked the post right before I found out. He made the announcement that he was leaving Motionless and White. So I was really happy that he liked my post. That really... Touched my heart. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, you know, finally, somebody from Motionless and White likes something of mine. (laughs) Because I know a while back I did a MCM for Chris Motionless. I tagged him on it and everything, but I didn't get a like or anything. (laughs) I know he's busy doing his thing and all, but I know there were like some fans of Chris that actually liked and commented on my post for Chris being an MCM of mine some time ago. And I know it's been a long time since I've done MCM posts. I need to like get back on it pretty soon. And don't worry, I will. But I wish Ghost all the best in whatever it is he wants to do in life. Um, I mean, he has warned all. And I know he's going to be doing well with that, especially with a lot of His fan base, I mean, they're not going to stop buying shirts from him. (laughs) Neither will I. If I see there's a sale going on and I see a shirt that I like, I'm going to order it for sure. But I would love to see him design shirts based on how he dresses in costume and makeup when he was with Motionless in White. You know, with music videos, when the band goes on tour. I mean, he has all these crazy characters and... I'm just so inspired by it because he takes his time to do his makeup and everything to put these characters together. So he's very talented and very creative and I give him major props for what he does. So for ghost, good luck in all that you do. And you have your fan base. That's always going to be there by your side, supporting you and loving you each and every step of the way. And On that note, I hope you all are having a great week, and until next time.